0: It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and WWE superstar AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out.
1: What's up, what's up, up? what's up, what's up, welcome in, I'm not going to overthink this one, episode number 30, in honor of course, of the Ayatollah of rock and roll, Le Champion, who legitimately, this is actually a straight shoot, uh, the 30th anniversary of his first match is this weekend, so um, neat the way that that worked out, that's not like one of those wrestling things where we need to do something, so let's call it your 30th anniversary and you find out he's Really only been wrestling for like 27 years. No, like legit, his first match was October 10th of 2020. So uh, we'll give him a little bit of a verbal nod at the great Chris Jericho as this is jobbing out. I'm Glenn Clark. Uh, he's Aaron Oster. He's Brandon Linton. Um, and the, the voice you heard at the beginning of the show, I'm excited because we're kind of going to reintroduce Steve Miggs to the program moving forward. Hey, which is a very yay. cool thing. Uh, you guys know how much we love Steve Miggs uh, from out in Seattle, and uh, BJ and Miggs, KSW, Miggs. Unfortunately, the, it's just become more and more difficult for just us to get together anymore. <laughs> like to add in Miggs the equation, if you know, like Aaron screwed up everybody's schedule this week, and then then Brandon <laughs> wanted to go out and get a flu shot. Like I got to kick all these guys out before the show ends because they're just pissing me off. Um, So it's difficult for us to include Migs, and so we finally found a really cool way of going about doing it. Migs, unfortunately, the pandemic hasn't been doing his own wrestling podcast either, but he still does some interviews uh, for his own show out in Seattle, and he doesn't get to put the whole interview on, just the nature of their show and being on a music station. He can only use parts of it. So we're going to introduce a new segment this week. It's called A Minute with Migs, and um, when Steve does some interviews with various wrestling performers – um, we're gonna include him in our show, so we're still gonna bring guests on like we do, and you know we're gonna do it that way. But we're also gonna uh, bring you some of Miggs interviews that he does moving forward as well, which is a cool thing because we like having him involved in the show. I talked to him; he's gonna check in with us. I think maybe the next couple of weeks. Unfortunately, they on top of everything else, he just bought a house, so he was moving today. <laughs> um, but um, but we'll have Miggs involved in the show moving forward. And this week, he caught up with Nyla Rose, DC's own um, Nyla Rose. So he, he's
2: doing some crazy projects wrestling wise out there. I don't know if you followed, but these releasing he's part of this thing in Seattle where they're releasing like a monthly video where it's like a combination of wrestling and lost. Like a bunch of wrestlers crash landed on a desert am island. Interesting.
1: interested. And I, you have piqued my interest, good sir.
2: I need <laughs> to know more about it. Yeah, it's 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 pretty wild, but uh, I enjoy it right up my alley. So yeah, they they only released the first episode so far, but check Mig's uh, timeline for that.
1: Oh, that's very cool. Looking forward to that. And again, uh, Mig's and Nally Rose later on in the program. Also, I want to catch up after I kick these boys off. Um, I'm going to catch up with our buddy uh, John Minidakis from uh, Jimmy Seafood. Um, they are are doing wrestling events again which is great news. They're bringing, of course, uh, Myers and Cardona and Mark Sterling out for an event, but that one's already sold out. That's sold out overnight. There's another one that's coming that we just can't tell you about quite yet, but I want to talk to him about all that, so we'll do that later on in the program as well. Boys, I'm sure you think you know where I you, – you, you, you think you know? No, um, I'm sure you think I, you I'm know. Gonna, I'm
3: going to pull Mike Tomlin and say I know what you think I think you're going to do so I'm right. going to say you're not going to start with Cody.
1: So I think you guys <laughs> assume that that's where I want to start. But I'm I'm going to I don't want to be that guy, right? Like I just <laughs> don't want to be that guy anymore. So instead because it was his week because it you know as we said at the top it was Chris Jericho 30th anniversary week, I would prefer if we did start with the star of Chris Jericho's 30th anniversary show. So, yeah, obviously, we're going to talk about Cody Rhodes. Um,
3: <laughs> <laughs> well done,
1: sir. I was trying to work that up. I didn't, I didn't, I, I wrote it up better in my head, but I didn't write down how exactly I was going to it. Do it was, that it was decently
2: executed. I'll say that. It
1: worked out okay. Um, <laughs> it's the funny part, though. I really don't want to do this.
2: So, let, like, let's, it's, let us let's leave it at this. It's bad. No, it's I, I, we can't. Cast it. it's, no, no, it's no, 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 we no. It's horrific.
1: No. We can't leave it at that, and that's the problem. We can't leave it at that. Um, for a couple, there's a couple reasons why we can't leave it at that. One, and it's part of the reason I wanted John to come on, because John messaged me this morning. I, I was I was really blown away. John sent me a link. So, uh, John has actually been like my number one benefactor and all this whenever i worry that like i'm going too far with this becoming sort of my character now is i'm the anti-cody guy i appreciate there are people in my life that reach out that say no dude you are 100 right about this john linked me to um aw's post on instagram last night celebrating oh, no. cody Rhodes.
3: <laughs> i didn't see this
1: well it's not about the post it's
3: Oh, is it just like them saying he was he won or whatever? Yeah, it's just
1: a generic post, you know, new TNT champion, whatever. Oh yeah, I saw it. Okay, it's it's the comments. Oh, oh, <laughs> it's the it ain't not just that it's pro Cody. It ain't not just that it's fifty fifty. <laughs> it's overwhelming. It's y- this is over. Like it's over. It's that. The theory that I've had for some time that if we had crowds again, that hasn't really played out because the crowds have been so small
3: and like
2: they want to be it, they want to play along. Correct, because it is so
3: small. Correct. Yeah. Well, the first comment I see is, "Hey Cody, your Paul Levesque is showing." It, it keep
1: going. <laughs> it's it's overwhelming how much. And again, I like I internet comment well, sections. That,
2: I was gonna say, is that is that different for w- like if wwe posted something would like i feel like it on instagram the the
3: fanboys would be the one i think it depends posts. on what it is i don't Oh think- wait you mean it's overwhelming negative yes it's okay oh. it's yeah yeah I, over- I thought you were saying the opposite till like no. yes the comments <laughs> it's <laughs> but now i'm reading the comments it's overwhelming
1: how pissed off people are it's it's way more than i expected to see in fact john and i were joking about this like if you would have told me six months ago that by October, um, Roman Reigns would be the most beloved figure <laughs> in professional wrestling and Cody Rhodes would be the most hated, I, I don't know what I would have said at that point.
3: You know, it's, it's funny that you say that, Glenn, because all of the people who normally let them slide on this that I follow this week were not letting them slide on this. I and have, they were all saying Triple H. I have
1: two, I have two different fears um, that I want to play out for you. And, and Aaron, we'll get to your theory in a second. My first fear dates back to the creation of the Brodie Lee character. And my first fear is that this was literally nothing more than, than Cody Rhodes, the human being, desperately wanting to act out violence towards Vince McMahon.
3: Like before they changed the character?
1: Mm-hmm. And that yeah. remember they still
3: because Brody was had to tell them to change it and that was but the but keep in mind they've <laughs>
1: still called him Mr. Brody Lee they and again in in fact Cody referenced that on Twitter last night still brought him up Mr. Brody um I there's no look there's there's no justification for any of this there's no human way to no. justify this it's it's not just one it's it's it goes so far even beyond just the Cody problem. This isn't just the Cody problem. It's every problem bunched into one. It's that you can't justify anything. Brandon, you always bring up the dark order thing. What the fuck? I mean, like. <laughs> <laughs> come on you,
3: you guys have to give me credit for this because
4: I, I mean it, this has
3: always been a problem it's just being accentuated it's, now
1: it's but this is screaming at you what a problem it, it is yeah like one w- guy cares yeah. but nobody bring, else does bring
2: one guy out he gets knocked down and then that's it <laughs> and sick, then the other a, ten stand a, there and an, cry an after
1: octogenarian kicked his ass and so well we we God, we none of the rest of us can go out there the, it's the worst booking it It's so bad, and there was no rules in the match, right? No <laughs> uh, i I'm this I can't believe that I'm saying this because there have been so many low moments in all of this. Somehow they found a way to go lower. This isn't, I, if I I said this last time, I couldn't write this. And by the way, it was so much worse after I watched it. I couldn't believe it when you guys started tweeting about it. I'm like, there's no way, there's no way they would do that. If I, if I did a YouTube parody of AEW and put that in, someone would watch and say, dude, that's too far. Like they do a lot. They might do something dumb, but they're not doing this. And yet what I expected, it was way worse after I watched it. (laughs) <laughs> it was insane like what do you guys can't you can't there's just no way that you can watch this and think anything other than this company doesn't want me to watch their product and Aaron your theory about well you know we can fix this by going to Orange Cassidy next week no we can't we cannot Cody Rhodes was bloodied And beaten, and 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 went through. (laughs) Is there
3: any way in hell it makes sense for Orange Cassidy to win that match next week? He can't only
2: because it's the only way to mitigate. Like it's even slightly mitigate it. It doesn't mitigate it. It's that now you're a dick. You're a dick (laughs) for being the guy that wanted to
1: fight the guy that just literally got himself murdered last week. (laughs) It no, that doesn't solve anything. It can't solve anything.
2: Well, here's and here's the thing. And and the more I thought about it at night there's a bigger like there's a more likely scenario than this and it's that they're finally especially with the way that promo went with you you know Cody's like people said I should go to the dark side I should do this this and this Oh no! They're going to use this to uh, turn Cody heel finally. But it's three not three months too late, and it sucks. And that's and it the would thing. suck it's... at this point. But I don't. But First that's of all, my real fear about this now. I'm
1: not nearly as convinced, even that that's what they're doing, as you are. And secondarily, it's uninteresting. It's yes. flat uninteresting. It's, it's no one cares. I I want. I'm not mad at you. I want you to go away. I want you to get the fuck out of my face. Do, that's you no. Know? Listen.
3: They can't – and and, and the, like let's say they try to do that next week, right, because it's Orange Cassidy and they try to use that as the opportunity. It doesn't – there's no way for that to hit the right way because there's no work between the two people. Like wh- when when a, when a heel turn like that is meaningful and works is when there's some kind of there's reason story, why you correct. want – like the, There has to be another side to the equation. It can't just be all about the guy just turning into an asshole without – you like you have to. Ha- like, you can't have a, a guy that you only f- touch for five minutes, and that's why. Like it. Ha- like the Steve Austin brett, brett Hart thing worked because they worked that for months. Like that's why that double turn worked. Mm-hmm. Bret Hart did some of the best work I've ever seen for months to make that work. I,
2: th- 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 I mean, I'm just trying to figure out. Like, A, why does Cody have the belt back other than he's just Cody? Because, I mean, that's the real reason. But then why is Orange Cassidy in this match? And the only two possibilities in my head are, A, he's winning the belt, and they felt that this would somehow make it bigger, which, blah. No. Because
3: Cody sucks. No, they're just trying or to pop be- a rating next week. Like, they because next week is the show. Well, okay,
2: and, and, and that's, and, and by the way, and if Cody's just winning and it's Cody, then, then it's... Uh, this is horrendous. That just makes it as like the most tone deaf horrendous thing that we've seen in wrestling in a while.
3: What I saw like, what I saw You mean since you mean since last Wednesday. <laughs> Correct.
2: Exactly.
3: <laughs> now, here's the... I
2: mean no, but it would, it would be far worse for him to go over Orange Cassidy again. Like for Orange Cassidy to lose again after all the work no, he did with Orange. No. What they did, Cassidy, did Wednesday,
3: it... no, I'm sorry. What they did Wednesday is worse than that because they've already beaten Orange Cassidy. Like they, they built like it, Basically exposes the Brody Lee thing as a belt hold for him to film a stupid show. Like well, oh, and, that's, but that's that, what that I, was.
2: I, I, of course, that's what it was. But that's the is like Brody. Honestly, I think there's there's more there's more in Orange Cassidy than there is in Brody Lee as ridiculous. I mean, I as would hope so. Like. I would like, fucking so that's hope the, so. You can't do this to Orange Cassidy. You but but they shouldn't do have, it have done it Cassidy. the first He's done it time.
1: it to him. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you did it to him once. And if he and he wants to the a that just lost. And, and then if he beats Cody, bit then it's like okay you a almost in, in some worlds say, okay, there you go. But Orange not, Cassidy it's is not the guy now. But
1: that's not better than him beating Brody Lee. It's not. It's him beating a guy that just literally got murdered a week beforehand.
3: Like I th- there's why, why didn't why didn't Orange Cassidy just beat Brody Lee two weeks ago if that was what they were gonna I mean, do? honestly
2: because they can it's Because they want to Cody's, turn Cody
3: heel, is that your point?
2: No 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 it what well, no that this there's there's two separate paths here. That's one. The other path is simply they think Cody is the star of stars, so beating Cody means more than beating Brody. Yeah and that's
1: and and by the way, if that was the case, which it's not, if that was the case, that's why you do a program. That's why you run a fucking program between the two. And so you taking the belt is, off of somebody matters. This is a fucking match a week wait, later. Which
2: is which is why to me the answer is, oh my god, they're they're doing the heel thing and they're doing it at the expense of Orange Cassidy. And
1: it's it's so it's making something that's shit terrible worse. Yes. It's Agreed. so bad. And I'm telling you, I really opened my eyes seeing these responses because I, this is the first time I fear that it's bleeding over. Like, the feelings that I've had for some time, which is like, you're making me want to watch everything less because you're shouting at me, none of this matters. The answer is always going to be Cody Rhodes. Th- this, is, this is worse than John Dina, like this is worse than anything that I have seen. It's terrible. It's the worst thing I've seen. I've seen a lot of bad things in professional wrestling for some time, right? But as I've said before, at least a lot of them weren't offensive, right? Like it was just sort of this is dumb, but it's a dumb little part of the card. This is offensive. This is uh, you are an idiot if you're watching. I'm uh, stop. Stop watching. What are you doing with yourself? This there is no wrestling company here. There's one guy who's always going to matter, despite the fact that you've never really told us that he should. I mean, I, you know, unfortunately, yeah, did a little yeah, that's bit, not but, true. They have. but not that they he have should. Told
2: you over and over again that he should matter. That,
1: <laughs> mm, I'm gonna be careful about that. Um, they have told you that he matters, but not nearly to the extent that they've portrayed it. Um, the,
2: here's well, here's what they did. They've told you that they've mattered, but the character hasn't done the work They've it's told you over and over and
1: no, no i'm happens. talking about i'm talking about the the people that the, the fans of this company oh like cody rhodes but never said make him the face of the company that right. that's never existed there has never been a scenario while yes they popped for him for a long time they never said he's the top guy do this
3: it's it's the Triple H thing. It's it's the current Triple H thing. It's like they applaud Triple H, but if he came out and started fighting Johnny Gargano on TakeOver, they would boo him. We we like for you for doing creating
2: that. NXT. We like but you for correct. creating AEW, right. but do not become that character. Right. right.
3: Um and
1: it's been bro- look, this is again, I you know, you guys know, I've been on this for months. It's been bad for a long time. This is a historic low that sours me on the entire company. I mean, it really just leaves me at a place where like,
3: well, yeah. And it doesn't help that there's a couple other things that help with that too. I mean, this was
1: a, this was an awkward, this was a really awkward night. Um, in general, like I, I love, I love the Jericho face turn. Like I love, I, but, but it makes you realize it makes you realize the thing that they should have done. What's the path now to MJF, MJF Moxley. I mean, there's.
2: I don't see what. There's I, no I, path at I all.
1: You have to yeah. go to MJF Jericho. You have to. You must. Yeah. Go to MJF it Jericho. Feel, it
3: feels like that we're going to Kenny and Hangman in the finals of this tournament, which is fine. Good. And then I like that. whoever whoever wins that, which, in like it would it would mean a lot. I mean, I know everyone wants to pull the the trigger on Hangman, but it would mean a lot for Kenny Omega to fight moxley at full gear again yes. one year later and beat him
2: don't yeah, oh that's my if, if i'm booking it right now it's kenny wins kenny wins the title you do the hangman redemption tour you have him beat everybody he's lost to in the big you haven't beat jericho you haven't beat it and culminating with a win over kenny wherever double or nothing or okay, whatever you
1: want so to. so so when are you pulling the trigger on mjf
3: you don't you that's, no, that's the problem here. but he that's that not.
1: that's the issue like that's the issue the best he, thing he, that you he's, had... He's
3: going to be a TNT champion or something.
1: I mean, this is... The, everything that you said sounds great, right? Like, it sounds really great. But the best work that you did in the first year of the existence of your company, as far as you building something, not something you inherited, not Chris Jericho, who you, you know, it was a mercenary... The best work you did is you made MJF one of the biggest stars on the planet. Now, that's not surprising because we all know how talented he is. And those of us that had followed him before he arrived in AEW knew the kid was going to be a superstar. But you made him one. You did it. You did the work. And it's very apparent now that you're for no payoff. The best work you did as a company, you're just going to abandon.
3: What's that? What is like, that? you can't play the he's twenty three card. We can do it any time when you did all this stuff. That's the like thing. then why like, did you do it, all? It, this
2: that, stuff. that's the thing is you came close to pulling the trigger and then you stopped. And for what? And again, I, like
1: when when is this tournament like gonna start?
2: The, the the tournament's going to end at full gear.
1: so so you still need a main event at full gear. Mm, yes. I yes. mean, like <laughs> you're continuing to shit on your own championship. It just is irrelevant. It's completely irrelevant. No one cares. John Moxley is a completely irrelevant figure on your programming, as he's been for some time. Um, you haven't. You have. Look again, I love mjf MJF Jericho's wonderful. Who doesn't want MJF Jericho in their life? But that's a great feud after MJF wins the title to to run with for a minute. You're. What is this? What is this? The other good storytelling is neat. It doesn't make up for the fact that you're shitting on your championship. You're telling us that the guy that is the most important thing that happens on the show
3: is a guy that no one feels that way about. This is a this is bad. By, like, by the way, there's still two names to be announced, but MJF isn't even up in this tournament.
2: <laughs> well, so <like>, Lois. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. but he...
3: Right.
1: I feel like at this point he can't be right because he's he's got to be doing the Jericho stuff now.
2: Well, he's got to
3: be. But, going but to it's put- very bizarre for someone to have been the number one contender like two well, weeks ago, and then there's an eight guy tournament that has Wardlow, Colt Cabana, Adam Page, well, Kenny Omega, Jungle Boy, and Ray Phoenix as the people. It, there's it, it two it more perfect, spots. Se-
2: yeah, it makes perfect sense if, like we he said a couple of weeks ago, he's getting another match and he doesn't have to go through the tournament. By the way, but again, I- this whole Jericho thing is weird. Yeah. And
1: by the way, yeah, I, I, I it, the, the, it I hate saying this. That was a really awful final segment
2: of the
3: show. I mean, it, it, was, it was yeah. Jericho. It was
2: bad. Uh, like, it, it, was, it was it was Jericho. Just they, you know, he wanted to do it that way. It was but very clearly. You can't
3: clearly, say anything about WWE if you're doing this. Yeah, shit. you That's can't.
2: Exactly the fucking yeah, no, John I, Moxley I, I, stuff. I didn't like it, but it was. I mean, that whole thing when, between who he faced, between that whole thing, was very much just. Here, we want to give you something for your 30th anniversary. What do you want? I want to face the guy I faced 30 years ago, and I want a Saturday Night Live ending.
1: And, and like the Saturday Night Live ending was fine, like that yeah, part. That part of it that was, part fine. was fine. It was everything but it was, before that. The problem is, it was completely uninteresting. Like no one gave a shit about him. Face, and I get it. You want to say, well, they they gave deference to Jericho, but you got to know that in how you structure your show. It made me just want to fast forward. And then, B- that, by the
3: way, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna assassinate them for the match. Like that, whatever, it about was, the match. It was the fine. segment itself is the problem.
1: It was both things. The match. Nobody cared. Who cares? Well, and you
2: had to hype up the, like, get footage somehow, get pictures. Right. Tell us why we should care about... I, I was older. so
1: uninterested in that match. Like, th- this is the... Ma- like, you needed to have something big at the end. And so, when you bring out, like, MJF, you got a chance. But instead, it, there's, it's just a big ball of nothing.
3: Right. and nothing. Or, or they should have squashed them quickly and then done an actual segment. Something. If... if if you really wanted them, and like the match to me was irrelevant because you were pushing really this thirtieth anniversary thing the whole time, and then all it was was MJF talking and a picture through a head. There was no segment.
1: And to say, well, hey, you, you, so you, you know, you planted something between MJF and Jericho. Well, that had been planted for a long time. I was going like, to say you
3: didn't yeah. plant anything. Like
1: here. it's, it just was the main event of your show was nothing more than, you know, something silly. And it wasn't if if it had been hilarious, if it had been. You know, uh, 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 Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens segment. Then, yeah. then it's completely. This wasn't that
3: funny. It it was no. it just. Oh, by, by the way, th- there's another thing that we we should talk about because, like, you know, we're saying we're getting Jericho and um, MJF, but like when? Because we also are probably getting MJF Sammy first because that's the one that they're kind of the the seed is growing w- faster, w- which is
2: why they. I mean. It, it doesn't help to, to do... I mean, at this point, if they do do Moxley MJF, then Moxley's winning because probably Sammy or Jericho somehow screws him over. So, like, it's almost as if I, I don't even want Moxley MJF because...
1: Oh, I definitely like, don't want Why would I want Moxley MJF right now? I mean, yeah. there's just no way that that's okay. And um, it, it, all of this is inexcusable. It's inexcusable what you've done. And while we all like the Kenny Omega, Adam Page storyline... You, I'm
2: really into it. If it wasn't,
1: if we didn't have this. All you're contained. pushing something else out, and it just reminds you it's friends of Cody. <laughs> like you're yeah. pushing out the work that you've done in favor of the friends of Cody, and here we are again. Th- this is I, I, this is mm, a really damning moment for a young company that was so embraceable. And I get it. As I said, at the beginning, there was all, these things were always going to happen. The notion that you're going to create a new wrestling company and you weren't going to be mad about things is insane. <laughs> you're, you're going to be mad about it. That's the way these things go. Um, but, but for this to be what it became for this to just say, the company is Cody Rhodes. I, I Cody, I, I mean this in the nice way possible. Cody Rhodes is not wealthy or influential enough for this to be justified. He's He's not. <laughs> um here's what i tell you about like you can be as mad as you want about vince mcmahon he's wealthy and influential enough for him to be able to get his way and you uh, uh, while at the end of the day it doesn't always make for for a good product it's justifiable within that company that like people will get behind it and say look this is what we're doing because he told us to do it and he's super wealthy and he's a really powerful individual and so we're going to default back to that cody rhodes isn't any of those things he's not He's not particularly wealthy. He's not powerful at all. He is, is a fine wrestler, but only a fine wrestler. There's nothing that backs any of this up. There's nothing that justifies why an entire group of people, a company's worth of people, would say, I'm on board with this. I'm okay with this, this being the direction that we go with our company. The people in the building should be the ones stopping and saying, what the fuck are we doing? Like, what is this? Who are we as a company that we show this insane amount of deference to this person? This doesn't make a lick of sense. And if at the end of the day it's Cody saying, well, it's this or the company goes away, the company should fucking go away. <laughs> like, I
2: was say, first of all, he doesn't have that pa- – I mean a, – a- Okay, he doesn't directly have that power because Tony Khan can make it go away. Correct. Now the problem is Cody Khan is very clearly all on board the Cody bandwagon.
1: Right. And if that's the answer, is that ultimately this isn't really about Cody. This is really about Tony Khan. Well, then then Cody Rhodes should be the one stepping in and saying, "Dude, no, you're fucking this up." There's no getting. Yeah. There's no getting away from. It's it, this is nonsensical. It's nonsensical that an entire company is standing by and watching this happening and just standing by and saying, "Well, yeah, but we're not WWE." Like, no, you are like you're worse than WWE right now in this particular area. And look, I still love Orange Cassidy. I still love you know, I this doesn't need to be happening. Well, you no. can fix this. It,
2: but and, and it's it's frustrating because you know that it's a group of smart people like you hear these people talk, do interviews. They know the business. They know th- we talked about this. God, last summer or before that. When they started naming these executive vice presidents, we said they have to be really careful because it could very easily become the Bullet Club company, and right. we don't want that. At this well, point, I it would is. take. Oh my
1: god! You know, no, 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 no! I would, I would, I would, I would kill for a Bullet, Bullet Club, Club company, company at the moment.
2: It's the Cody
1: company. It's just the Cody company. That's it.
3: Uh, yeah, but, but, but okay, but like the the Bucks have jumped the shark too.
1: But it's but that's it's, the extension of Cody, right? Like it's yeah. it's the friends
3: of Cody thing. Well, but but it's it's not even like at least they're not winning. No, but they're so bad. I mean, they're horrible. I mean, actors. this right like this right now is
1: terrible. Th- we we can't hide from that. This is terrible. Th- there is not yeah. there is no value to this. I again, it's I get that you're trying to establish you can say, "Hey, we're we're doing everything in our power to establish them as the heels." They're not being established as heels. They're being established as people that we don't want to watch. Yeah. I I'm not I have no interest in the guys that go around kicking the cameraman. I, it's it's not a heel thing. It's I don't want you on my television screen. You're not It's a waste of time on the show. Correct. That's all it is. It's just a waste. It's really bad. Um they they they're, they are and and frankly I mean this the bucks aren't I, I'm never going to buy into it. I'm I'm just never going to buy into them as being powerful
3: heels. It's the big. The biggest problem is mm. they don't have the chops. They're workers. They don't have the. They don't have the character chops. They can't they're, do they, this.
2: They, they're good. They're good dick heels. They're just going they're, about being dicks the wrong way. But that's they the thing. The wrong way. Like, I, I have seen them be be prima donna dick heels.
3: But these segments have been so yeah, awful. They one hundred percent. they're they're almost like, uh, you know. If 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 like if like a college was filming a wrestling show, like that's sort of how I would expect like a a promo to sound. Like it, it it's it's real bad.
1: You say that they've been dick heels, man, and I know that that's true. But ultimately, even when they were dick heels, they but would they've come never out. Never
3: been on national television. Well,
1: but even when they were on like a lower version of national television, they would still come out, and people would still just want to see them super kick everybody. It's a really tough sell with the bucks as being but genuine. You can say
2: deal. that about everything. You know, everyone sings along with Jericho. Everybody, you know, like th- that's just kind of how the business is these
1: days. There's some to some extent that's true. To some extent you're right about that, but I think those other performers have more it's 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 easier to root against them. Like everybody wants to see our, uh, Randy Orton land in RKO, right? But yet we all know we're rooting against Randy Orton. Like we do. There's there's not that much gray area. We we've, we've the, the works, but it's I've, it's really tricky with the Bucks. I just don't think this is good. I don't think it's going anywhere. I don't think there's anything that comes out of it. Um, I, it's it's bad. It's flat bad. I I, I wish I had a, a redeeming thing to say. Um, I don't. I don't really have much redeeming to say about. And 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 on top of everything else, the 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 the, the say your night was all about celebrating Chris Jericho. In what way? <laughs> like. <laughs>
3: It yeah, was let him like, have from all match. the people that were on his podcasts. Like, oh, that was fun. The, the, the Tanahashi thing was fun. I mean, it was
1: fine, but for the most part, it was totally
3: forgettable.
1: Um, it's not like any of those had any actual value.
3: I, all the people that hang out on his cruise and, and, and appear on his podcast. That's who all those people were. I mean, and Shaquille O'Neal. Like, I, it just, it, yeah.
1: this was a really bad, I, I don't know how to say This was a an unbelievably bad episode. Of, I have of to Dynamite. add
3: one more thing, and then we should probably talk about yeah, WWE, WWE. But yeah. where the fuck was Miro? Well,
1: oh, he was standing in the crowd playing Pac Man because I, I mean, they've I already, dude, they've Billy already Mitchell
3: last year, last week, <laughs> they so, already have no idea. Like, like, how can he feel better about what he's doing there right now?
1: I'm, dude, I don't, I don't want to spend any more. I'm with you. I'm with you. Is all I'll say. I'm with you. Um. <laughs> Let's talk WWE. Let's get into it. Yep. Uh, we're taping on Thursday, so we're not going to do like a full mock draft thing because the draft is literally tomorrow night, and so it'll it'll all be. They just
3: released the. They just released the rules and the polls. Ooh,
1: ooh, please tell me all
3: about that. So more that it says, um, blah blah blah. Uh, Friday night SmackDowns, two hours. They get two for every two picks on SmackDown Raw. Gets three. That's the same mm-hmm. as before. Tag yep. team. Uh, this this is my favorite rule. Tag teams still count as one pick unless Fox or USA in conjunction with WWE officials wants to pick one superstar from the team.
2: So so I mean, but that that's always been kind of the thing. If you can take them as one one team, but you don't have to for whatever reason.
3: <laughs> Why wouldn't you take two guys anyway? Um, any undrafted superstars will immediately be declared free agents and be able to sign with the brand of their choosing. And then the draft pools, so Friday, it's Oscar, Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair. Dana Brooke, Humberto Carrillo, Elias, Angel Garza, Drew Gulak, Heavy Machinery, Hurt Business as one unit. Mickey James, Lucha House Party, Drew McIntyre, Murphy, Mysterio's, Naomi, New Day, Roman Reigns, Ricochet, Seth Rollins, Mandy Rose, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Shorty G, AJ Styles, and Jay Uso.
2: Elias being in there is
3: interesting. Yeah, and I didn't know he was the alive. Sa- Monday's draft pool. We should just go right to the fact that fucking retribution is listed, which <laughs> just seems so stupid. <laughs> we're um, we're going to
2: destroy the company, but we're going to be drafted and man. listen to it.
3: I mean, yeah. so I get the,
2: Here's
1: my question though: Who's not listed?
3: Like, who's not in the pool? Well,
2: that's that's. So, well, no, no, yeah. it's the pools for who's being drafted on what day is. What yeah. You're so,
3: so, so well, well, right, but I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if we think of someone who's not on these lists. So that was the just the Friday day. Monday is Andrade ba- Bailey, Alistair Black, Alexa Bliss, Daniel Bryan. Well, there, That's are, there are
1: definitely people that aren't on the list. Like, Roman Reigns is not on the list.
3: Yes, he is. Oh, he's he on is? on the first day.
1: Oh, he's on the first yeah. day. Okay. All right. He's- All right.
3: Carmella, Corbin, Cruz, Apollo Cruz, Nikki Cross, Nabakato. Okay,
1: N- Here, wait, here's why I'm confused. So I I thought they had SmackDown superstars listed on one side and raw superstars listed on the other side because they put this list in blue and well th- red.
3: No, they, they do, but then there's two different pools for two different days.
1: No, they do, but Roman Reigns is listed as a raw superstar on this list.
3: <laughs> oh. Interesting.
1: That that's why it threw me off. I was looking over all well, the blue don't, names. Don't
2: forget, they screwed that up last year too. They they did the entire order in order. <laughs> that's,
3: that's right. That's right. They they released them in order on accident.
1: I mean, I can't fathom for a second right now that Fox would be okay with letting go of Roman Reigns. Like, I can't fathom that for a second. No. You've got the best thing in all of professional wrestling right now, and you're gonna be like, eh, you know, why don't, why just send them on over to USA for a little bit?
3: Well, well, here's here's the thing, and I man, I'm I'm trying. I was trying to resist the urge to do this, but I do have to say. It seems like they're putting the people wherever they want to put them, <laughs> and they did go out of their way when Roman Reigns was on the screen saying that the the champions could change shows. I, and so, I just if you're saying that, I don't believe it for a second.
1: I just don't believe for a second that Fox would be okay with that. And Fox is still the partner that's paying you a billion dollars. Like, I you can you can give me all you want about WWE has the power to Brock do whatever Rez- they want. Bro-
3: Brock Lesnar went to RAW. Just saying. Um. Anyway, but he wasn't. Uh,
1: <laughs> That was, okay. All right, go ahead. Go ahead.
3: He did. He did. I, okay. It, we. I mean,
2: Raw, or, yeah, Raw got the better deal last year. I, we talked
1: about this. I think after the ratings became what they were, and knowing that, again, one of these companies is paying you a billion dollars, it's a really tough time.
3: I, I still think the shows are the shows, and they do whatever they want. And, I, and I've I always said that, and I think this year has proven me to be more right than wrong. Um, But well, how so? Because the people have gone to every show anytime they want to. But that's a to. different thing.
1: That's a completely... The networks are okay with that. They've decided they that.
3: They switched Brock Lesnar for no reason. I mean, like, th- he quit SmackDown and he put him on Raw. I mean, like, to, to suggest that they aren't going to be able to do that, that was before they want, there was want... Brandon, that happened to be,
1: before there was a pandemic. Like, there's a lot of things that have changed. When the ratings went to shit, there was nobody in the
3: audience, and... Okay, so then when Roman Reigns is drafted to Raw, then we can come on next week and say...
1: Well, it depends right. on what happens with. I first I, of all, I don't. I, I, I still don't this, believe we're talking it. Talking
2: about a billion dollars, but uh, USA is still paying more per year for Raw than yes. Fox is for SmackDown.
3: What? Yes, it's more yes. years. When you say a billion dollars, that's amortized over however many years. Right. Many years it, it's, it is. it's five years for a billion dollars,
2: and like nine hundred million over four years for Raw. Like per year. Okay. And, and granted, part of it is three hour show versus two hour show. But per year, USA is paying more than Foxes.
1: If that's the case, that's the case. If NBC has something in mind, then that's fine. I'll, if I if I did not know that, I did not know that. That's fine. That's fine. I've, I, I it it's far more likely if that's the case than I than I, I will give that credit for.
2: So, okay. anyways, but yes, <laughs> Phil. <laughs>
3: It I mean, still just feels like they're kind of a, like, listen, we're all in this together. It's really all one big show anyway. I, I, uh, I
2: yeah. I, I mean, everyone can move back and forth except for Braun Strowman, who can't get a sanctioned match.
1: Yeah, I mean that's a weird can. bit too. But there's a lot of weird bits here. It's also a really weird bit. They started moving people before the draft. Ha- it's, it's a mil- It's there's a million weird. Bits yeah, yeah. Involved and in all and of it this. seemed
3: like this week that they telegraphed some of their moves, right? No, they, with I mean, with, um, how the Fiend has th- probably come in the Raw, right?
1: Right. How, how in the Or fuck Kevin is-
2: Owens is going to smack down One of the two. Right.
1: I mean, how in the world would you not have Braun Strowman on Raw? Like, how? Yes, like, like right. you have to. But so I don't really understand the purpose of a lot of these things.
3: Um, I. I Someone, they they should have had a guy in the back tap Adam Pierce on the shoulder and be like, actually. You know, there's a brand-to-brand invitation. Yeah, <laughs> like that was the
2: most insane thing. Like they had established, this. but no, we can't sanction this match.
1: I don't know how you're deciding what the most insane thing is. It's all insane. <laughs> uh, well,
3: I will say this: I do want to see Braun Strowman, Keith Lee again. Yes, that was of course. Fucking great. Of
1: course, I'm I'm all in on that. Of course, I want to see Braun Strowman, Keith Lee again. Look, I don't, I know this is gonna sound. I don't really care how the draft plays out. I don't. Um. And I mean that because, because... it doesn't matter. Right, because I watch both shows. I, and and I, I, I'm i saying this is that it's not even about, like, hey, they can always take somebody and put them on another show. It's that I, I'm good. It's just whichever... I don't watch these things on Friday night or Monday night typically anyway. I have no idea when I watch them. I'm watching all the same performers. So whatever show they're on, that's the show that they're on. The idea is can you create something fresh and interesting? You tell me the fresh, interesting thing that can be created... That we haven't seen before. I mean, like, tell me what that is today that should leave me caring particularly about where any of these people end up. Okay.
2: I mean, anything involving Keith Lee because he's inherently fresh.
3: Honestly, I just think I don't care where whoever goes. I just hope that they mix up the people so that we get some fresh stuff. I just you don't. Know, I just don't know the what that is. is. everyone's
2: been there so long? That, that there's nothing that's truly fresh, acceptable. But I feel like there's like Keith
3: Lee. well, there's some guys who I think have had periods of injury um, when other people came in. So we haven't seen, you know, Daniel Bryan fight all these people. We haven't seen Matt Riddle fight all these people. We have not seen even someone like Sheamus. You know, there's a lot of fresh people from NXT that have come up since he's really been. A, a regular singles performer. I think there's some interesting stuff. I mean, I get your point. Yes. Is there going to be any mind-blowing, you know, differences? No. Um. By the way, at and, least it doesn't I, – I don't think that the inherent – I think the draft is the problem that I
1: have. I don't think there's an, anything inherently wrong with trying to mix up the roster a little bit, but I feel like you're better suited doing that in, like, um, you know I, – I, I don't know, there's, there's six guys, we're switching these six for these six. The Superstar shakeup, right?
3: I, yeah. I like the way they did that better, like where the people just showed up. The, and like, guess I'm, I'm, i guess who's here?
2: I also liked the, you know, there was one year I remember they did a draft back, you know, 03, 04 or whatever, and it was literally them pulling names out of that, so it didn't feel like... Because when you say that people are consciously making these decisions, then there's something inherently to that that they never really play around with at all. But should matter and just never does, not it annoys me.
3: <laughs> well, th- well, there was two really dumb bits. One, the the first, the dumbest bit was when they used to have the matches between like someone on SmackDown, someone on Raw, and the, for they the would first act, pick. <laughs> but they would act like the no, it was for like every pick. And they would act like the wrestler. Re- it would be like whoever wins gets a pick for their well, show. Why, why would he care? They would, right. Yeah, they would act like Kevin Owens like gave a shit that he got a draft pick for Raw or whatever. Yeah. And and then it would end up. And then that person would end up getting drafted to another show later anyway. And it was it was very weird. And then the other bit that I hated was I think last year where they cr- like they clearly however they were doing it. I don't know, but like you had people that were like former world champions getting picked before like Drew Gulak. Remember that? Like was yeah. that last year where it would be like Yeah, well it was it's Nikki everywhere. Cross is coming to Raw and then like Roman Reigns would still be on the board. <laughs> right. Like I said, like there there should
2: be if you're doing a draft, there should be some something inherent to it. Yes. You can create interesting storylines from it. They just never do. They
1: right. never care about they it. They just do it to say we're having a draft. That's
3: it. Yeah. Wasn't like yeah, Wasn't there some really tired ass storyline they tried to do last year? Was it like Randy Orton was mad that he was a fourth round draft pick? Yeah, or there,
2: there was well, there was one year actually when they first did the draft, or, or or not first did the draft, but first in this newest creation where they had both Sheamus and Cesaro were both pissed off and they turned that into a bit of a storyline. And that was like the first time they'd ever done that. So I was like, oh hey. These guys should be pissed off about where they're drafted. It should matter.
3: Yeah, but the, the one year it was like Randy – was it Randy Orton? Or was
2: it Kevin no, Owens? No, or like... no, no, Randy Orton was pissed off because he, was, he wasn't he was ranked high on the top oh, ten or whatever. Right. The, the, the fake... fake top ten. Wow, I
1: forgot all about that. Right. I really did forget all about that. Oh, my God, that's brutal. <laughs> that's really bad.
3: That's amazing.
1: Um. I, look, you know, I, I just don't really have that much more to say about the draft itself, and it's also such at a weird time because, like, as we've said before, you really need to find a way to kill storylines ahead of a draft because right now you, you've, there's a million things that you've been telling. I, I have no idea. Like, what? Mm. There's only bad right now. There's only <laughs> right. bad. Either. You're doing an awkward bit where you want to keep a storyline going, but now two people are in two different shows, and they're showing up, and there's no rules to anything. That's super strange. You have to kill off a storyline in the middle. Of, like, there's just nothing good that comes with the timing of the draft not being directly after a pay-per-view. Like, the, the draft should be after Hell in a Cell, which should be a pay-per-view yeah. blow-off and, yes. and should set up something that should be relevant between the three shows at Survivor Series. The problem is you've never done any of these things. So,
3: I... I, I well, and, it's and almost it's like now that... Go ahead. I was going
2: to say, because of the timing, it's also especially awkward because, A, you do need to finish the season at Hell in a Cell, and then you have this stupid Survivor Series where everyone cares <laughs> about the brand despite being just drafted.
1: And there's no, and there's no reason. But th- I, that that part is okay. I'm okay with... If you gave them reason to care about it, as I said a million times, all you got to do is promise, like, the number 30 spot in the Royal Rumble Mm -hmm. to the winning brand of that night. And then I've got a lot of reason to care about my brand winning. If I'm told that after that, like, if my brand wins and now we have a tournament or something to determine who gets the number 30 spot and it's only on my brand, then I've got a reason to care about it. And the timing works out really well. You could clean up everything in Hell in a Cell, do a draft, Get everybody on their new brands and then start putting together the matchups from there for Survivor Series. That all makes sense if Survivor Series matters for some reason. And it's such an easy thing to do. Again, all you got to do is say the winning brand from Survivor Series gets the number 30 spot, which, by the way, doesn't have to mean shit. Like The the person that comes in number 30 in the Royal Rumble could literally never make it to the Royal Rumble, a la what you did once upon a time with it. So it's not even like it <laughs> should matter that you're giving the 30th spot to the winning. It's such a small thing that you could do that should make all of these people care and want to compete against each other despite the fact, Aaron, that they would all be entering coming in out of nowhere. Then they should be like, hi, you're my new teammate? Great. Tonight we give a shit. We give a shit because it serves purpose for me that I have a chance now to get the number 30 spot in the Royal Rumble. You could say, hey, why would the champions care about that? You got to do a little bit of work there, right? In order to make that work, yep. I understand that. But that's you're you're eliminating four people from the entire company that wouldn't care about and, that. And just
2: do the work again. It it goes back to everything we talk about when it comes to WWE. It goes back to the draft. It goes back to everything. Do the work. It's not that hard. Do some sort of work. Uh, they just never do.
1: No, correct. But there is a path. There's definitely a path to how this could all be solved. And yep. instead, we're just gonna get a draft. As far as what actually happened in WWE programming this week, uh, obviously the the NXT pay per view sort of. I, I it's the wrong thing for me to call it a dud because it was a good it was a good event. I mean it was a it was a very entertaining event. It's just sort of a dud as far as things actually mattering. Um which yeah. which probably lends them a little bit more credence to the idea that they know that there might be some seismic shifts coming during the <laughs> yeah. course of the draft.
4: Here, Although none funny...
1: of those
3: people are listed on the draft board. Well, A, none of those people, and B, like
2: like for example, it makes perfect sense now for Gargano and Candice to go up, but you just immediately interjected a new aspect of storyline in NXT for them. Yeah. They they kind of did a couple a few weird bits. And, and the storytelling they did do on the show is now up in the air because of the Rich Holland in- right. uh, injury.
1: Although, I mean, and, again, let me take. you. Although, two-
2: why the fuck would you do that anyway? And that's and that's yeah, a, well, that's that's a 2 prong thing. I'm not, I'm not saying that was good anyways, but I'm saying the storytelling they did do is now like, oh, okay. And, I was almost happy. I, mean, I know, and that that's horrible. the problem.
1: No, I understand what you're saying. What, what, what we're really trying to say is it's terrible that Rich Holland got hurt, and it's it's pretty clear how legit it was. Um, yeah. But what we're really saying is none of us understood that even remotely like it just made why are you introducing rich holland to the undisputed era at a time where we think we should be getting to the breakup of undisputed era like what is that? like like
2: the, the only thing that i was gonna say is like it ended up that roddy was the one who hired him but again why rich holland
3: <laughs> i mean and why did him and sheamus dress exactly the same <laughs> Well,
2: they're, they're 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 the European street co- toughs. Correct.
3: Like that's what they are. They're, they're the bad guys from Newsies or something. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I, I don't love that.
1: Um, yeah, I I don't know, I don't know what to say about that. I I, I it's a weird. Sp- it, the whole thing is weird, right? It's it's weird because I am a poet. The theory that's been floated that what we're really getting to is is both Roddy or uh, both Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole somehow being the faces and Roddy. And I, I, this math just doesn't work to me. Like none of this is, is compelling the way that I want it to be compelling. Um, either you're completely splitting up the group altogether or you're, you you need to lop one person off. Like that's the only way to make that this works. And if your theory Aaron is that could have been Roddy because he was the one that was higher and Roddy's now the heel and everybody else is a face, I guess. But, What purpose? Then you need
2: to put. I was going to say you need to put someone on Roddy's side that matters and not Ridge Holland.
1: Well, and the other thing I would say is like, is this what we're keeping Adam Cole around for? You know what I mean?
3: Like, (sighs) maybe they were just going to fight on Halloween Havoc, and that would be that's the end of it. I don't know. I, I was so befuddled by that.
1: I don't know, man. Yeah. It's I, I got nothing. I got nothing. And what there. And,
3: and what about Finn Balor? Like is he gonna be able to weather the storm? Like do we know how bad this jaw injury I know it's he's it's a break in two places or a fracture, I, I guess mean, I should yeah, say.
1: You would presume that there's with the jaw injury it's the bigger problem is talking than than actually performing and Which is, well, I mean
2: which like is okay faces, for which is okay if you want to have him stay around and not talk. It's not the worst thing for Finn Balor. I, I
3: actually kind of prefer that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, he's,
2: he's not a bad mic worker, but it's definitely not his strength. Right. And and, I, and and they toned
3: down the dumb stuff he was doing, so.
1: It also depends on how, I you know, I don't know any more of the details. Like, jaw injuries can extend further than that. They can, you know, be, like, a jaw injury can become something that really fucks up your ear. Um, in a way, yeah. I, yeah. I just don't know. That enough match the
3: details. was fucking great, by the way. Uh, correct. It was of really, and, th- it was. and that's You're why I,
1: I didn't want to call, guys
3: beat the shit out of each other.
1: I didn't want to call the event a dud because it, it was an entertaining event. It just didn't really seem to, to be all that consequential. Um It was more of like, okay, cool. Like Ember Moon. That's cool. I like Ember Moon. I'm, I like Tony storm a lot. Uh As everybody knows, yeah. I've been a Tony storm fan since 1444. <laughs> Um, I'm I, like, I'm, it's cool, but you could have done that on, on a Wednesday night. You know what I mean? Like it didn't need to happen on a, a takeover necessarily.
2: It was just sort of, yeah, I mean, it, it felt, you know, like we used to, t- we talked about ring of honor how ring of honor was always, you know, you go to a show, you like it, it's going to be there because it's going to be good wrestling. But there wasn't much there. That that's kind of how I felt about
1: it. Yeah, it was it was fine. It was you know it was a, a fine way to spend a, a couple of hours is watching all of those performers perform. I, I'm on board with that. Um, I, we'll we'll see. And by the way, that is interesting, Brandon. That like none of them are listed in the draft pool. I, I don't really un- if you know. I, boy, I don't I don't know. I don't the the know.
2: free agency part, like they, that's how they haven't normally drafted NXT people. It was always like they would sign somebody a couple weeks later that's
1: not true even going back to the first draft when they split the brands up again um the night that we all like well, hung that, out that, that
2: time they did that's true but i feel like last them. year there were a couple ones that were like we were waiting for it and then it turned out they you know went into a bidding war or whatever
1: i you might be right about that i, I don't know i don't know yeah all whatever. right what from uh what from raw and smackdown do we want to talk about
3: Ali is the leader of retribution. <laughs>
1: okay, do we know for sure that he's the leader of retribution? No, we
3: know he's a leader. Well, they have the announcers screaming. He's been directing them the whole time. There there could be a higher power, yes. Um, there could be, but right now there's no indication that there is. Like yeah. the, th- What they're saying on the show is that he's the guy. He's been behind this the whole time, is what the announcers were saying. I got nothing. <laughs> I got <laughs> And then Ali posted some stuff on Twitter to suggest that too, because it was like a picture of each person getting jobbed out in a match.
1: Cool.
3: (laughs) I mean, my biggest problem with it is that they jobbed him out before they did this. So it was like.
2: It's a jobber guy going into a jobber group.
3: Yeah. I mean, really, it's what what it feels like.
2: they ruined retribution before the big reveal, so that the big reveal doesn't matter because it feels like Ali, who we like and we want to like, is going into something that's beneath him, even though his character has not been portrayed as much. And then, if you want to go into the fact that you know they've been presenting it in the Antifa type way, and you're putting Ali and his backstory like that's when it gets really problematic and just not. Well, I don't.
1: I, I, I don't care but, about that, and I, I'm not. Yeah. No, I know
2: you've never. Viewed it as the Antifa and stuff. I'm saying if you do view it that way, then it becomes problematic. But right now, it's just like, ugh.
3: And they they they've, they've pulled the Antifa out of it for the, like now. They're just wrestlers. Now they're just dumb wrestlers. It, it's, yeah. that's the way it's portrayed. It really
1: is. Now. I mean, it really. They're they but,
3: but then, but then you put Ali back into it when he's
2: you know been constantly talking about on social media. So you start to you know get that question ah. back in there at least.
1: I mean they, they have to do that for me to I don't you know, I'm not yeah, I, I don't make yeah, that yeah. assumption.
2: I, I'm just I'm just saying right now it's you put a guy who's been presented as a jobber into a group that's been presented terribly, so I can't care one way or another. And if I do care it's because of that aspect, which you can take it or leave it. They um, haven't presented anything good about it. No, nope, they <laughs>
1: certainly haven't. They haven't presented anything good. You're right about that. Um Sami Zayn's getting the big push. I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. Um, it's two straight yeah. weeks of really good. You, you follow up a really good match that he wins with him being in the main event, and win it. Like I mean, I it's the it's a big push right now for Sami Zayn, which is awesome. Um, there's nothing else to say about
3: that. Um,
2: I, what are they doing? What are they doing with Jey Uso? Strange. This whole thing is strange. Why? I think they're
3: putting him. I, th- I mean, all the reports are right that there's going to be a faction with Roman and the. Usos, and so what so he beats th- them into right. submission, I guess. You think, the, and, and,
2: but, but what's the, you about, the stakes, said, right. you know, this is going to be the biggest stakes ever. Right, you think, those
3: stakes? you
1: think the stakes is that if he loses, he has to become like Roman Reigns. He'll be for me, yeah, assistant or something.
3: Like you have to, you have to do my bidding or whatever. They'll call it some weird you, thing. You, you, have to, tribal... you have to acknowledge,
2: yeah. You acknowledge me as the tribal chief, and you do what the tribal chief says.
3: Yeah, or whatever. You're my tribal bitch, or whatever. I'm sure he'll actually say that. Whatever, whatever terminology they come up with, if there's some position or something that exists, or they can make something up that sounds like that, or whatever. I'm sure, I'm sure that it's something like that because that's all the rumors are that that's where you know that eventually they're going to be aligned in some way.
1: Um, I like that only if it spins back off. Is what I would say. Well, this well and,
3: and I was going to say that actually would play into what you guys were talking about last week, which is that you could I mean, theoretically, that would be the way to build him into what what you guys were talking about.
2: Um, it's just tough. If I mean, first of all, like this match is totally unearned because you have, you know, Roman Reigns beat him into submission and then put him. So if Roman Reigns is going to win again, you know, it comes back to the why is this different? That was my problem last week, and it would still be my problem with it.
3: Is this just a match, or is it Hell in a Cell? Hell,
1: oh, I don't know if we know if it's an actual they, they Hell in a cell had, match.
2: They haven't said for sure, but I can't imagine it not being Hell in a Cell.
3: Let's see. So far, we've got... Yeah, it says it is a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, so... And the other one is Drew Randy.
2: And then you presume Bailey Sasha
3: will be the third. Well, you can't do three Hell in a Cell matches. Yes, you can. They've done it twenty times. times. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they always peel one off, like, and, and we always complain that there's like a match that's really meaningful that isn't, and then like some random match. Yeah, I mean, that
2: they, sometimes they do too, but they have done three in the past. They've done one to start the show, one in the middle of the show, and one at the end of the show. Wow,
1: I don't remember that. Yeah, I mean, I'll believe I, you. I, I believe you. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, I, 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 while
1: I understand what you're saying, I think this is where the quality is so good. That can't bother me. Um, you can make it's your.
2: I, I mean, that's fair. Like
1: I, I agree. I it. This is this is what I want. Um, this is the only thing I want right now as a professional wrestling fan is I want more of this. So, uh, you know, you you probably have a point that it's unearned, but I don't care. I want it. I want <laughs> it. And for what it's worth, I, again, don't be dismissive of. They. It was a very compelling match. Yes, you yes, beat it was him into a submission, match. but it, this was not a beat down. Um, this was not a squash it, match.
2: It, it wasn't a squash, but I'd I'd talk it up as a decisive victory.
1: I don't disagree that it would be considered a s- decisive victory. I think even a decisive victory when there is a compelling storyline, um, can explain why the champion would want to face that person again. I,
2: and and, that's what we, and and it's not so much that I don't like this match happening, because I thought that kind of the, the cockiness of the way Roman did it, it where, you know, Jay didn't even ask for the title match, it was just... Oh, you want this? You want this? Right. Okay, I'll do it again. Right. Like I I think the the way it was presented wasn't it I am just more going towards the if this is eventually leading towards that the, the redemption, like and you have Roman winning twice here down the road, I'm gonna find it really hard for Jay Uso to be on Roman's level.
1: Um I I think that um there's a there's probably a Daniel Bryan Bray Wyatt thing. That we could compare to and I get that it's difficult because you're talking about Daniel Bryan, who everybody loved, right? Like and who had already at that point been a champion the whole deal. But I do think that putting putting Jay in a faction could allow him to have really strong moments again around other top guys for a little while that can continue to show him to be worthy.
2: Um If If you do a if you do a train, you know if you give me a reason as to why, then okay.
1: Well, I think you have to accomplish two things. I think that um, the reason as to why can always default back to we ultimately really like Jey Uso, and we really think
2: like it's this is where. No, no. Why? Why do I believe he can win?
1: Because in the like what I was saying, if you put him in a faction with Roman Reigns, for example, and let's say. Um, let's say the Hurt business ends up on SmackDown. Or, uh, Brandon, the they end up on Raw, right? right. And you have Jay Uso working matches with Bobby Lashley and fucking kicking the shit out of him, right? That's a really good sell for him being, like he's really earning his way back up despite the fact that it's not positioned against Roman Reigns. And the scenario that I talked about where if, now, by the way, this fucking thing where Florida is going to let them have full stadiums, no doubt I'd start yeah, thinking. Oh, my, oh God. my God, man. I start thinking about how stupid and reckless WWE is willing to be, and knowing that they probably have enough fans that are willing to fill a full stadium to do it.
2: Oh. Well, and and we're already hearing that there are at least plans in the
3: works to move it to Tampa move WrestleMania. Well, to
1: Tampa. We, we talked about a couple weeks ago that we knew we yeah. know
3: we got the answer that it wasn't gonna be in LA. We'll, we got that we'll answer. Well remember quickly. that Mick Foley's giving away tickets to yeah. WrestleMania and it says in Tampa on there, the and,
2: and, and there's Tampa there's Tampa reporters who have been saying that it is in the works.
1: I mean, it's it makes all the sense in the world. Um and it it's fucking if that governor's gonna allow it, that I don't doubt they will find 60,000 fans that are willing to. Um, I
3: will not be one of them. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, no.
1: I did not defeat cancer, and I will not be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you don't have, if you if it's not The Rock, right? If that's not the way this goes, yep. I am selling myself more on the second best option for this being the long play to try to have a Kofi-like moment for Jey Uso at WrestleMania. And... I'm selling myself on there being any number of ways to go about doing that, whether that's the Royal Rumble win or whether that's, you know, winning an elimination chamber, whatever it is, I am selling myself more and more that you can do this and that almost it's better, right? That it's almost better. This allows it to drag out a little bit longer, put him in a faction, have him have a couple of moments during the 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 course of that, show how good he continues to be, And then have him turn once again. I think that's a a really compelling storyline, if you don't have a rock.
3: And to your point, I mean, like, Bret Hart beat Shawn Michaels a thousand fucking times before the Boyhood Dream match. You know, when when Shawn Michaels was a heel, Bret Hart beat him a bunch of times. Yeah, that's a great point. So, you can always go back. You know, obviously it was not the same character um, by the time they got to WrestleMania. So... Um, and, uh, and, now, and it does matter, unfortunately, too. Unfortunately, unfortunately, to Aaron's point, we're used to them just fucking shoehorning shit in there right, and not like doing the, it, the in-between.
2: It, it, it goes back to what we've been saying for the past half hour now. You gotta do the work. You gotta do the work. <laughs> well,
1: that's that's It's tricky. You're right. It's tricky, <laughs> but um, I think I'm on board with it. All right. Anything else from Raw or SmackDown that uh, we need to cover? I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need to kick just, you guys out a bit.
2: Yeah, we're, we're really quickly. Do we think Lana going through the table has is is related to Miro?
1: I, just, I know that everybody's all over that. I just think like it's, it's, it's a it's, funny it's, bit,
3: and I think she, I think she likes though. it, and she no, might
2: like it too. It's just it's a little weird.
3: That I think women I, I, haven't
2: I, gone through tables and God knows how long, and she's done it three times in four weeks.
3: No, I think the problem is, you know, if there were crowds. That would get a huge response, and so like it's weird that they're doing it the way they're doing. It. Like I feel like with a crowd, like who I mean, who would get a bigger cheer going through a table than Lana? You know what I mean? Like, like I feel like that's a big that that would be a big fan favorite moment. It's just it's kind of weird, but but I do I think it's funny, and it's it's almost like it's a David Letterman joke at this point. You know, they're just going to do that every week, <laughs> and, and and I think it's fine. I don't think they're hurting her or anything. I mean, I mean no, I don't or, think Of they're, course they're not. I don't think her. they're hurting her. I I do Look,
1: I'm not going to dismiss it. I'm not in the same way that I said I there's a conspiracy theorist part of me that thinks that the Brody Lee thing might just be about Cody Rhodes, you know, being a, a psychopath or whatever. I think it's totally plausible that you know, they're pissed that that Miro to, or that Miro took a shot at them in a promo and and here's how we're going to subtly respond or whatever. I think it's pl- I think it's possible. Absolutely, I think it's possible. Um, am I? I don't know what the response to that is, though. Right? Like, I guess my answer is yeah. sort of. So what? Um, so what? If it, it, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know where we go from there. If if you're if you're fearful for Lana's safety, I, I'm not there.
3: <laughs> I I I honestly think they're just trying to make uh Naya and Shayna a little facey. I think that's all it is. I, I really do. I, I think they're trying because there's not really much to like about Nia Jax. No,
2: I, I mean, I, um, there's something to be said but are for we, that. Are we supposed to think? Yeah, that we're definitely seem- supposed
3: to be cheering for them. Yes, Can, they're not. Uh, are
2: we like the the way that they're positioned in the matches? You know, we're not. We're definitely not supposed to be booing the Riot Squad. And if well, they're, that, okay, that that's they're going fair. towards Asuka, Well, then... before the
3: Riot Squad, they weren't really fighting anyone we care about. No, like, right, and, and I guess and we don't care thing. about the Riot Squad either, really. I mean, Right,
2: but but if we if we think they're heading towards Asuka, then there's no point in making them facey either.
3: Well, we don't know what they're doing. I mean, like... It, well, they don't know what they're doing, probably, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it, it does... I mean, maybe I'm just being confused... It, it, by bad booking but I, it does feel like they want us to kind of like them doesn't it like they're being jokey and f- funny and i don't know it, they're yeah, not well, but then but
2: then they're you know choking the hell even after the bell out of you know ruby
3: well yeah that was not but but i mean like beating up natalia and lana is not a heel no. move
2: <laughs> no that's not a heel move. Well, which is why I, I think it comes down to what you just said it's just kind of bad booking. And, and again, it might be, okay, they just want Lana to go through the table and these are the people they have to send her through a table.
3: Like, if next week um, somebody else... Like, I, I I do feel like it's a bit at this point where they're like, all right, how are we going to put Lana through the table next week? Like, I I, I feel like <laughs> now it's a bit.
1: Um, but- yeah, that's sort of part of the... Inter- I, I hear you. I do hear you on that. I just... I. I, I can't dismiss the possibility. I can't do that. I can't dismiss not. the possibility. Of course not. Of
3: course. Because we know they're, they're yep. capable of they're, they're, they're level
1: just, fettiness. Correct. hundred percent. All right. Um, uh, boys, before I let you guys go,
3: uh, can we go ahead and get a moment with Migs here? Is that all right? Wait, 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 wait. We forgot to talk about the beginning of the greatest feud of all time on NXT. Again, the greatest feud of all time. On NXT. We've got Cameron Dex- Grimes oh. and Dexter oh. Loomis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I am so excited for this. Um, <laughs> it's weird.
1: <laughs> of course I'm excited for it. Of
3: course <laughs> I am. I'm on board with that. Who are you rooting for? I don't know.
1: Oh, I know who I'm rooting for. <laughs> fuck you. Prime, yeah, it's Brian's time, baby. We're going to the moon. What the fuck are you guys yeah. talking about?
3: <laughs> the, moon.
2: the moon. Well, I was more asking Brandon, because Brandon was the one who particularly liked Dexter Loomis. Yeah, that's a like good point. I like both
3: of these guys. Um, I, th- I think... Um, I think Grimes is the chops to work with a guy like this in the way that you need to, um, as far as the character work and being scared of him and and reacting to uh, the the weirdness on the other yeah. side. I, I also think that they end up a tag team some for some reason. Like in my oh, head, that's that would <laughs> for some reason in my head that's how it ends is that they are a tag team. It, it, I, I kind of love why. that.
2: If, if you didn't already, if you weren't already doing the Odd Couple tag team with, uh right,
3: yeah,
1: Brian, yeah. I, 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 do, I, do, I I
3: like that bit too, though.
2: Oh, so do I. Like, I'm lo- I'm all for an Odd Couple tag team. I love Odd Couple. The tag odd team, music so. always
1: works. The music's perfect. Yes, the whole thing, <laughs> yeah. the whole thing that you can't have my phone number, the whole deal. I mean, it's it is really wonderful. I don't know that it's the end of the world. Like, because also, I, I don't really know how long you're gonna do that with with um spud or drake maverick and killian dane Dane. so i don't know that it's the end of the world if you end up trying to do it's not the same maybe it's not pure comedy as much as it's sort of like what we saw with velveteen dream and dexter loomis where it's just really confusing as to what any of this is (laughs) um i think that can work all right, um, I, let me again. want to. I want to spend a moment with Miggs, if that's all right. He caught up with yeah. uh, DC's own Nyla Rose, the native beast. Um, and so let's take a listen to that right now here on Jobbing
0: Out. Hey, what's up? It's Steve Miggs and AEW have a huge special anniversary episode of Dynamite. One year since the start, and it's all going to be happening this upcoming Wednesday on TNT. So wanted to chat with one of their former champions, the number one contender in the women's division. That is the native beast, Nyla Rose. Nyla.
4: Yes, how are you
0: Steve? I'm doing great. It's good to talk to the number 1 contender. Oh, the and former champion, let's not leave that out. That is very true. That uh, greatness. <laughs> I, I, it's great to be on the phone with greatness.
4: <laughs> okay, good save. I like it. I like
0: it. Thank you. <laughs> you can use that in the future. From now on, anytime you do a radio interview, they have to say it's good to be on the phone with greatness. <laughs> just go right, on. Hang on or... I'm writing that one down. Yes!
4: Greatness. Okay.
0: <laughs> it's really good to talk to you and I, I man, I'm just such a fan of of what's been going on with all the wrestling and then you know, and and watching just last night with the with the tribute to Jericho I'm just like it just makes you realize like what a cool vibe is going on there. It's just, for me, it feels like it's everything that I love about independent wrestling, but now it's no longer independent wrestling. It's this, it's this major player in the world of professional wrestling.
4: Oh, absolutely. There's so much magic that happens on the independent level, and people kind of turn their nose up to it and, and scoff at it. And And you really shouldn't, quite frankly. You know, get out to a local show, support some of these people mm-hmm. that are Grind, grinding and, and up and coming because you never know where they'll be be the next day. You know they could be the next the next thing. Yep. Um, so getting to see them on the ground floor that's that's really cool. It's I don't know about you. I don't know if you remember
0: your your first memory of being at an independent wrestling show, but I was a little kid and I remember my mom took me. Of all places we went, I grew up in Brooklyn, and she took me to a church where they had professional wrestling, but it was just, it wasn't like what I saw on television. I was just like, I was enamored with it. It was just, to be able to see something that up close was just like a whole other level.
4: Yeah, it's it's, it's crazy because, and a big part of the magic and why it works for, you know, the indies, and for us is the, uh, how they embrace the freedom. You know, they don't have to water things down or do things mm-hmm. uh, uh, to, to fill a quota or, or meet, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but there's a lot of creative freedom, if you will. And, and you know, and, and that's not to say that people get reckless because especially in AEW, we, we, you know, do have things to kind of keep things in line. But it's very welcome to kind of like throw ideas against the wall and see what sticks and see what we can get away with, what we can do. Uh, and, and on the Indies, obviously things are much looser than even, right. yeah, even with us. Uh, but but just that embracing of creativity and letting people be themselves.
0: I know I, I get that vibe where it's just like, what I love about wrestling. When especially when it's when you don't have people breathing on your neck, it's like the ultimate form of improv, comedy, acting, physicality. And I get that vibe from when I watch AEW that this is. These are matches and these are moments that are coming from the creative minds of the people that, are, that I'm watching on television as opposed to a team of writers or a team of producers.
4: Absolutely. And, and, you know, we've said it ad nauseum, but no one knows how to be you except for you. Right. So why not let these people be themselves? You know, and, and like I said, we have coaches. We, we have people backstage to kind of to corral us because if we didn't, things would be banana sandwich crazy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of banana
0: sandwiches, and we have to talk about this because uh, I, I loved you put up a tweet on your, on, on your Twitter page at Nyla Rose Beast oh, <laughs> where you started talking about a peanut butter and mayo debacle. And then it got you talking about other people's weird food cravings and likes and like the the weird combinations of food. And you said you want to do a YouTube show of you trying all these these items. I don't even know what to describe it. Concoctions, I guess, is the best way. That's a brilliant idea. And I think you got to go with it.
4: Yeah, Okay. See, you're trying to get me and my tummy in trouble That's here. True. I, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who you're working for, there, Mister. But um, no, it, it, was a, it was a crazy idea. I don't know if I do a whole YouTube show, but I'll, I'll probably put up a video. I, I've done. Uh, I've done about three. I don't even want to call them dishes because Gordon Ramsay might get mad, at me, right? So, like angry, <laughs> so angry, tweet me. But like, I've done. I've done three things now, and I'm going to get a couple more, and then I'm gonna put a video out. <laughs> Well, the one
0: Sunny Kids posted, I was just like, all right, next time I see Sunny Kids, because I've been fortunate enough to share locker rooms, I wrestle independently here in, in the Northwest. I oddly enough trained with uh, Aubrey Edwards, which I thought was kind of. It's, oh, right on.
4: It's, Very it's, cool. Very cool.
0: It's, oh, it's beyond awesome to see what she's been doing in there. And we uh, one time had Sunny at one of our local promotions, and I saw that Sunny posted pickles and pop rocks. And I'm just like, okay. Like we see eye to eye yeah, on Limp Biscuit, but I don't know if I can see eye to eye on pickles and pop rocks. <laughs>
4: You know, I thought Coke and Pop Rocks was a stretch. Pickles and Pop? No, 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 no. Okay, I'm gonna write that one down. I may have to add that one to the the pickles and Pop video. Rocks. <laughs> Come on! I got it. It's it's so it's so wild. I gotta try it. I gotta do it. Uh,
0: Nyla, I gotta ask you that you're about to celebrate the one year anniversary over with AEW Dynamite on TNT. That's gonna happen on uh, this upcoming Wednesday. In in the year that you've been there, what's been a favorite memory that has directly been involved with you? And also, what's been a favorite memory in this year that had nothing to do with you, but just because obviously, you know, these, these are your friends that are are a part of this incredible promotion.
4: Friends, I ain't got no friends. I All like right, fine. People, acquaintances. <laughs> They're in my way. They're in my way to the top. <laughs> I got to get them out of the way. Even Tony oh. Schiavone? <laughs> Come on, he's he's not in your way. Especially Tony Schiavone. He thinks he's such a smarty pants with those questions. <laughs> um, man, that is that is quite the question. There has been so many amazing, wonderful things. Now, obviously, you would expect me to say, you know, uh, debuting in my hometown in Mm -hmm. Washington, D.C. on that first show. You might expect me to say winning the uh, first Casino Battle Royale. Well, not the first one, but the first one for the women. Right. uh, To get the opportunity to battle for the title. You may even expect me to say winning the title. And, of course, those are some of my favorite memories. But because you expect me to say those, I'm not going to say those. (laughs) Um, One of my absolute favorite memories, and this is going to be a total candid moment for you, uh, getting to meet Jack Whitehall. Like, that is such a throwaway. And I don't know if a lot of people know, but he's a comedian. He's a British comedian. And I absolutely love him. And I had no idea he was in the arena. I had no idea he was a part of the show. And I'm backstage. I'm looking at the monitors. And I'm like, oh, my God, is that Jack Whitehall? And Kip saying is like, you know who Jack Whitehall is? And then we just haul tail around to go meet him. It was it was fantastic.
0: Did, did that make you nervous to like perform in front of someone that you're a fan of?
4: It didn't it didn't make me nervous per se, but it was it was it was cool to like have that moment to like turn everything off and I get to be a fan for, you know, for a change. So that, that was that was a very cool personal moment for myself.
0: And uh, a, a question for you then uh, with the last episode being all about uh, Mr. Jericho, of course. Uh, do you have a favorite memory working with Chris Jericho? It seems like he's kind of assumed this ca- this this role, at least from the interviews you hear him, and that he wants to help bring up the new talent. Uh, I was wondering if you have any experiences with uh, Chris and, and what's been a favorite memory of working with him?
4: Oh, without a doubt. Uh, Chris, he... I don't even think it's so much the interviews. If you just go back and look at a lot of his career, even as you know, further back than recently, he's definitely put himself in that position and he is so smooth. He is so smooth and so good at what he does. You don't even realize what he's doing till after he's done it. But Chris has such an amazing brain, Uh, (laughs) such an amazing mind for this business. And he, he's definitely helped me shape a few ideas and, uh, Encouraged me to, to to try a few different things. So the the longer I get to be around him, and, and not just as a fan, uh, but but you know as as a coworker and getting to pick his brain, I can only hope that you know a few years from now we'll be celebrating uh, celebrating the 30 years of Nyla Rose. Nice.
0: Hell yeah. That's awesome. I, I know you have more to do interviews, and I don't want to keep you and make you run late on those. Uh, it's been an ab- absolute pleasure getting to chat with you. I'm a huge fan of what you've been doing in there, and I think I speak for many people. It's it, I look forward to seeing you strapped with the championship once again in the near future.
4: That, that was the best answer you could have said. Okay, you're one of the good ones. I like you again.
0: Awesome. And tell Aubrey I said hi.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: okay, so you just threw it out the
0: window. Ah, oh, damn it. We were, we were doing good for like 10 seconds. <laughs> we can, everyone can follow you at Nyla Rose Beast, and I'm uh, looking forward to seeing AW this upcoming Wednesday on TNT for the one-year anniversary.
4: Absolutely. I was going to say all those things, but you, you nailed it. Thank you so much. Awesome.
0: You have a great day,
4: Nyla. You too.
0: Big thanks to Nyla Rose. Again, check out AEW's one-year anniversary episode of Dynamite happening on Wednesday, October 14th on TNT. And you can follow her on social media at Beast on Twitter. Be sure to tweet at her and let her know that you enjoyed hearing her chat with yours truly, Steve Miggs. At I'm Steve Miggs, that's where you can find me on Twitter and all the other social media places. Okay,
1: take care. Very cool. Thank you to Steve Miggs. And, you know, that'll be a a fairly regular feature Um, as he does interviews. uh, He's going to be part of the show again, and we love that because we love Steve Miggs. And happy, obviously, for a D.C. native, Nyla Rose, and the success that she has found in AEW. All right, uh, boys, I'm going to kick you guys out uh, here because uh, you guys really F with me and my schedule for the week, and I'm not thrilled
3: about that. So you're jerks. But before I do, um, uh, Brandon, would you like to plug something? I've been working so, so hard on something. And finally, I found the Pumpkin Spice Frosted Mini Wheats. Oh, <laughs> nice. Dude, Ooh. Listen, if you find them, just buy like three boxes because okay. they're hard to find and they're amazing. I've always been a
1: frosted mini wheat man. I mean, like, yeah. my Have entire
3: life. Oh, my entire life. I've been a Frosty Minute, man. Yep. I would say... The chocolate ones are really good, too, but you can find them all the time. The I, strawberry ones are very the good. The strawberry
1: ones were always good. Um, I would... I Man, I'm trying to do my... If I... Like, for... Not childhood rankings, right? Because, like, when you're a child, you just want the sugariest sugar that you could ever sugar. Sure, I'm saying, like, like stuff, of, yeah. of, of cereals from adulthood or at least from, like, you know, early adulthood into. the... I think Frosted Mini might legitimately be my one seed. Yeah, they're, oh, wow. they're
3: my one seed too. Um, Raisin Bran Crunch is a close. I'm, two. I'm a big fan. I, my God, I we do are. like
2: Raisin Bran Crunch. Though I, I am a Golden Grahams guy. I was more. A,
1: I was more of a Golden <laughs> Grahams
3: man as a child than I am as like as an adult. Glenn, if if there was um, breakfast cereal Tinder, we would have matched.
1: Yeah, we really would have. <laughs> it's amazing. It's really amazing about that. <laughs> Um, Aaron, why don't you plug uh, VEASAN?
2: Yeah, uh, VEASAN. Obviously, if you're into sports gambling, you need to get VEASAN. Listen on SiriusXM channel 204. Also, if you have uh, Xfinity, you can uh, watch it on the Xfinity uh, voice from Just say VEASAN. Into your voice remote, and you can just buy a subscription service on VEASAN.com. All
1: right. And, uh, of course, at the A-Oster and at Brandon Linton, uh, you guys got to get the fuck up out of here as I got stuff to do, and you have pissed me off. All right. Yeah, I had to kick the boys out because they were pissing me off this week. But uh, let's finish up this week. I'm, uh, I'm always happy to bring our next guest on. He's one of my favorite people on the planet. You guys know that. He's made a few appearances with us. In fact, I, he, he probably won't like me tell. I stopped by Jimmy's a couple weeks ago and i was just stopping literally it's just my wife and i had a surprise night where we didn't have the kids so we wanted to go to dinner where else we're we going to go but jimmy's and i walk in i see him they there it's a crazy night because of course it is everyone who wants to be at jimmy's they say it's an hour wait and <clears throat> he took care of me because he's literally the kindest human being i've ever met in my life he of course is john minadakis and he's the man from Jimmy's Famous Seafood, the best wrestling bar restaurant on the planet. Frankly, just the best wrestling, best best bar or restaurant on the planet. He's with us on Jobbing Out. John, I love you, brother. It's great to have you again. Thanks for taking a minute for us.
5: Love you too, brother. Actually, uh, that was funny, man, because I remember when you gave the hostess your name. You had the mask on, and, and you were like, Glenn, I'm like, I know that voice, I'm like, oh my god, I'm, like, I'm gonna come here, but I gave you the old uh, mafia movie treatment right through the kitchen. Oh, it
1: was so great, my wife didn't know what was going on, she had no clue what was happening, oh, it was so great, we had such a good night, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I told you, I had never actually had a Roman Reigns role until that night. That was my first. Yeah, Roman man, it's really good. It's,
5: it's actually our most popular sushi roll. Dude, it's unbelievable. For, for good reason, you know. I mean, uh, a dollar from every roll goes to Connor's Cure, uh, forever. Much like the uh, the Mo shrimp platter, forever. Uh, dollar goes to Hopkins Children's Center. So, uh, you know, the little things like that that you know add personality to a place that you know we're very proud of here.
1: As you should be, and you should be really proud of. We talked about this the last time. What you guys have done in a world where a lot of people took their ball and went home and panicked and freaked out and said, you know, my life has been changed and I can't handle that. You guys did what you always do and said, all right, it's time for us to get creative. Um, It's time for us to to try some different things. And sitting out on the new deck that night and looking over what you guys have done with the crab crab deck, it's it, it it I'll never cease to be amazed by what you guys do in every circumstance, but this year particularly when everyone else was pushed to the wall and you said, All right, cool, we'll just we'll just go about our business and we'll just figure out a new way of doing things, man. It's it's unbelievable.
5: Yeah, I guess I'll use that to segue into uh, pro wrestling and yeah. You know, we do learn as adults and as, you know, business people and as business owners a lot from the world of professional wrestling, right? Uh, we pick up what we want and we let it morph us and evolve us. And, you know, one of the lines that I remember uh, Triple H said is, you either evolve or you perish when he was forming evolution. And I've never been a big Triple H fan, not the character anyways. <laughs> that, that one line did stick with me, you know. And, you know, of course, you know, it was plagiarized from history, but, you know, we as wrestling fans... Aren't the best students most of the time. So, I, <laughs> I, uh, in my book, it's Triple, Triple H's is quote. Yeah, correct. That's a fact. Yeah. We'll so, role uh, you know, I took, I took that advice, and you know, during COVID, uh, you know, we as a company were able to run with it. And, you know, make some new additions, and look, nobody has all the answers. There's no playbook on this. It's never happened before. But uh, I think we did all right with it, and you know, we're still learning. We're still taking it day by day and playing by the rules because we are faces here. We're not heels. So, yeah, yeah. We are where we are.
1: All right, and with that in mind, because I I have a, another purpose for bringing you on this week. But let me do this. You guys have started doing events again, and uh, I saw. I'm 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 really excited about one. Do, do we know more about the one that you and I were talking about a couple weeks ago that I don't think has been announced yet? Is Is there any more knowledge of that perhaps coming? Not to fruition? Yet.
5: not yet, brother. Oh uh, man, I need that one in my yeah, life. Hopefully, um, Survivor Series Sunday that'll happen. Oh. i penciled in for that day. Oh. Yeah. Oh.
1: That would be so great, man. That would be such a great day. All right, we'll 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 pause on that. But in the meantime, it's pointless, I guess, to talk about it because you're not selling any more tickets. It's already gone. Um, but a testament that you guys are able to bring, you know, wrestling events back to the famous, including bringing out a couple of dudes and their podcast who everybody loves.
5: Yeah, know, uh, you know, we talked about it. uh, a text this morning it just really shows you what a strong following these two guys have and of course it's so uh, you know there will always be Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins in my book but Myers and Cardona uh you know they sold out 100 tickets uh, in no time 100 dollars a pop which shows you you yeah, know, people are just really clamoring to get out and you know especially wrestling fans because you know wrestling fans like to be around other wrestling fans you know we we kind of get like ridiculed and chastised everywhere we go so we just want to feel safe you know we want to feel amongst our people so to speak and uh, you know, we saw that recently here, at Jimmy's, when we were doing the uh, all-out event. And, of course, everything we do, we space them out. They're wearing masks. We're doing it the right way, right? And uh, when these guys uh, hit me up about it, I said, man, we can definitely make this happen. We can space them out and have 100 people very, very far apart. Like, we're not talking six feet. We're talking, like, 10 feet at this point. And they were all about it. And uh, they sold it out to their credit, man, in 24 hours. Uh, the might be for um, AEW full gear. So, you know, we're awesome. hoping to make an entire wrestling weekend out of it here. Um, The next night, we'll have AW Full Gear, of course, here at the restaurant. And, you know, the way we do it, you know, wrestling fans get their own room, and the sound's on, and they can cheer and boo, uh, whoever they want. You know, it's fun. And then, you know, who knows? We might be adding something that Sunday, something small. But a lot of people are traveling, man, to see this. um, They shared the zip codes with me, of the ticket purchasers. And people are coming from New York and PA and Virginia to see this. And even further than that, uh, some guys are coming from, like, Boston. So it's really impressive. Dude. <laughs> so it's it's good to see, you know, uh the world trying to get back to normal and as always wrestling the fans leading the way. <laughs> um
1: there's no doubt. And I know that a lot of people are just itching to be out somewhere. And I also think and, and look, I don't I don't have to kiss your ass because I, you don't need that in your life. There's everybody knows what you guys do. Um, but I also think that it's in part, there's a lot, it's become a destination, right? That, that people hear about a wrestling event and they've heard so much about Jimmy's over the last couple of years that it's sort of an excuse to do two things at once, right? Like they want to go see the podcast. They want to go see the guys, but they also want to go to the place that everybody's been talking about for years. And so I think it becomes an excuse to do both of those things at once to travel down from somewhere, travel out from somewhere. And I got a lot of people in my life, man, like we got a lot of you know aj obviously used to play out in seattle so we got a lot of a strong listener base in seattle and they talk to us all the time about coming out to visit your joint and you know it's it's a testament again to everything that you guys have done in this community that uh, people say hey look i, I want to go to this event but i really want to go to an event that's a jimmy
5: yeah man that's really humbling um but you know i guess uh you know part of that look uh, a lot of places uh, we we touched on it a little bit ago. Just don't really cater to us wrestling fans. Yeah,
1: you know, they they just
5: they think you know they stereotype us. And so in some cases,
1: just, we don't, we deserve to be shamed.
5: <laughs> I mean, yes and no, man. Like, look, uh, you know, look with AEW, uh, you know, they do their pay per views, for example, on a Saturday night. Yep. Okay. Uh, WWE traditionally doesn't want a Sunday. You know, I think we're both around the same age. When we were younger and wrestling was very mainstream, everybody was doing wwf at the time pay-per-view parties at their bars yep. on sunday nights because you got nothing to lose you know now with aw going to saturday night uh you know traditional bars are probably going to say look i'd rather have a band in here i'd rather have a dj in here i'd rather show boxing or ufc whatever the case may be and you know we're like no we're going to do you know aw and we're going to give saturday night wrestling fans a place to feel safe a place to feel welcome and, you know, just come in with your, you know, your black t-shirt and your jeans, and then just have a great time, man. Cheer for your guy. Boo whoever you don't like. You know, order the Roman Range Roll. You yep. know, order the A-lister drink. Or, you know, if you want to go by the stereotype, I don't care. I don't care. Order 15 diet sodas. I don't care, <laughs> man. Like, just know that you're not being judged here.
1: <laughs> I appreciate about you. It's part of the reason why I fell in love with the guys' place a long time ago is because I always felt... Now, and I was never that guy necessarily, but I always felt super comfortable. There was no judgment when I was hanging out there. All right. He's John Minadakis, Jimmy's Famous Seafood. So here's the real reason I brought you on this week, right? Because uh, you and I have been talking a lot over the last few weeks. I sometimes worry that I'm going too far. I I have, unfortunately, like, they forced me to. There's been almost a crusade over the last six months for AEW to try to get me to hate them, which I don't like, because I like <laughs> AEW. And I love so many performers within that company. And week in, week out. We talked about this the last time you were on. Like they, they do good stuff. And then they do the Cody thing. And I get I worry. I worry that for whatever reason I'm I'm the guy that, that and I get I hear it from a lot of people. There are a lot of people that agree with me. I do know that's the case. But I worry that I go overboard. And that I I truly feel like they are painting themselves into a corner, whereas a company, they are telling you that we will always prioritize Cody Rhodes' desire to do Triple H cosplaying over what the best story is that should be told. And it's driving me nuts. It makes me sick. I, I, I don't know. I I, I don't want to keep harping on it. I don't want this to be the thing that we do on this show every week, John, but... Dude, it is it is in your face, and it's almost like they're they're forcing you to understand that that's going to be the case.
5: Well, you know, I guess uh, popular sentiment seems to be shifting in your favor, and uh, you know, we talk about it, and you know, AEW, they do a lot of things a lot better than the WWE. They do a lot of things not as great as WWE. Right? One of the things that I think we both agree they do better than the WWE is they listen to their fans. And we've seen them scratch angles, and we've seen them go certain directions based off Twitter comments and Instagram comments. And based off the Instagram comments that we looked at today from Cody winning the title back, basically after he was done doing his, you know, rock Cena impersonation and going to Hollywood, is, man, Triple H, you just buried another guy. Yep. Uh, You know, know, rewinding it. Why did we have a doll collar match? It's only been one match, and the doll collar match is pretty extreme, right? It's right up there with... You know, a hell in a cell. Correct. It cage, should be you know? the blow-off of blow-offs. It should and, and be... <sighs> why do we have it? Uh, you know, is there so much animosity there that the fans will know about if something happened backstage? Because us as fans, as viewers, and you only have to entertain us on national TV for two hours each week, which is, by the way, a lot easier than six, like other companies. Uh-huh. But you're not giving us a reason to, you know, really buy into this and invest into this and then you kind of give it that prime spotlight of you know, the nine o'clock hour switch, and now you're really playing with the emotions of the fans. And you know the one thing about the AEW fan is they are significantly smarter, for lack of a better word, than the WWE fans. WWE, for all their faults, whether you like it or not, they're targeting the younger audience
1: and 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 more casual fans, people that that might like you know I'll I'll tune in this week, but I'm not as invested.
5: So me, as the diehard AEW fan, per se, not that I am, knowing that Cody's pulling the strings, knowing that Cody went away to film the show, knowing that he just got back, and knowing that he put himself over, um, and he's already been wearing a suit, now you're kind of starting to sour on me, right? And, you know, we talked about this last time we were on the show. Cody's the only kind of guy on that roster that wrestles that style, right? mm mm-hmm methodical, slow style, which always makes him probably look better than he is. Uh, And, you know, maybe these smart fans are starting to realize, hey, man, maybe we're being duped by Cody. Maybe, you know, we all think he's so great because he's telling us to be so great. And if there's one thing wrestling fans hate, it's being told how to think. And now they're starting to see it. And, you know, if you heard the reaction yesterday when he won the title, and then you compare it to the Orange Cassidy reaction, it was night and day, man. And, you know, what is the thing about Cody, right? He better himself. He does the work. You know, he puts all the work in. Then you got this guy, Orange Cassidy. who's was the exact opposite. He is so lazy. He's going to put his hands in his pocket. And the fans are getting behind the lazy guy, which makes you really scratch your head. And uh, where do you go from now if you're, you know, Luke Harper or Brody League? You know, now you're, you know, in the eyes of the fans, you've lost your two big, you know, feuds. You lost the yep. Moxley. You lost yep. the Cody Rhodes. And you know, um, I don't like. When WWE uh, apologists or diehards say that AEW is all WWE retreads, because you could give us the same ingredients you give another restaurant, but you know we have the ability nine times out of ten, or at least eight times out of ten, in our opinion, to make a better product. Sure. So just because somebody didn't work out in WWE doesn't mean they can't work out in AEW. And you know one of the guys that I'm looking forward to the most right now is Rusev from so, it's, driving, it's driving me but, nuts that they're just having, having him hang guy. out and
1: play video games. Like, I, the dude should be the biggest star in the face of the planet, man. He's- I'm with
5: you, but, you know, I actually listened to him on uh, Busted Open recently. and okay. I really deep down believe that he wants to be that guy. Uh, he is all about the Avengers movies and the comedy uh, in those movies and he, not taking himself too seriously. And the one thing we know about AEW is they let you be yourself. So who knows, man? Uh, maybe they wanted him to be that, you know, kick-ass monster heel. And he said, you know what? Let me ha- let me be a little more humanized, and let me have a little more fun. Maybe down the road, you guys can make me a monster heel. But for right now, man, I want to be, you know, the joking, having fun Miro. I respect
1: that. I he just had and and I you see it right. I can't. I hate saying these words out loud. I watched some of the Total Divas episodes. God, I oh, man, that's really brutal. But, like, you see it. He's hilarious. He's absolutely – he's the most likable dude on the face of the planet. Um, and I think that's why I want so well so much for him. Like, he just – he checks every box that you could ask mm-hmm. for in a professional wrestler. And it's why it drives you nuts that they never figured it out in WWE. But it's what it is, and I, I just hope the best for him. I, I guess – do you worry at all, John, that the Cody thing bleeds over elsewhere in the company?
5: And the only, this is the only area i make. Well, they're in the honeymoon period right now, but the honeymoon period is really wearing off, right? Right. And, um, you know, wrestling fans, as Daniel Bryan pointed out, are very, very, very... Fickle. 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 And to see this shift, um, not only with Cody, but the exact opposite with Roman, is just... As somebody who isn't as passionate as other wrestling fans, makes you sit back and laugh. Right. Right? Because it's like, Hey guys, you know you want know people make fun of you and us as wrestling fans because of this. But like you hated him last week, and now you like him. It's the same person. Why? You know, it's it's a, it's a TV character. What's the problem? And it's like, well, you know, it's it's he's not being forced down our throats. I hate that line too. You know, and we are fickle, and you know, I think uh, we think too short term too frequently as wrestling fans, and you got to let things play out. And that's one thing that we've never done as a, as a fan base, um, you know, going back to when Roman had to fight Triple H because of Seth Brown's injury, for example. You got to let things play out. and You got to let injuries uh, come into consideration and plans change, as Bruce Butcher always says. Yep. But, uh, you know, with Cody, uh, I think they're really um, treading on dangerous territory, man, because if he gets that Triple H label, uh, people theoretically could... You know, turn the product off. Um, I will say this to Glenn, you know, as a restaurant owner, when I put up a WWE event and when I put up an AEW event, the enthusiasm is three times stronger for the AEW event. I believe that, yeah. Than the WWE event. So right now, they have the upper hand in terms of public perception. Long term, things change. Yeah. Plans change.
1: Yeah.
5: Um. But yeah, I think that's you know one of the few things right now that AEW is not doing right, and the main reason, and you touched on this last time I was on the show, is you can't have a face wearing a suit.
1: It's insane! It's insane! <laughs> it's it's absolutely nuts. We don't want the guy that's running the company. I I, I don't want to go. I'm I, man. I've already I've yelled myself out about this. I don't want to spend more time on it, John. Um, I I hope, as we said earlier, I pray to God. That this is a a small moment in Orange Cassidy gets gets put over a, a week from now, and you know I can I can stop yelling, um, but I am not I am not convinced that that is what is what's going to happen, uh, as it doesn't seem like they want to get a whole lot of stuff right at the moment. Um, what else, what else? Like, are, are you, are you completely out on WWE? Are you not watching whatsoever? Or, you know, every, I think everybody knows your relationship with Roman is, has he maybe brought you back in over the course of the last couple of weeks?
5: Well, look, I mean, I, you can call me a homer all you want. That's the best angle in wrestling. in the last
1: it, No, years. it's, it's unbelievable. That, and that's, that's not, that's not a homer thing. It's the most, dude, that is one of the most compelling stories that has been told in professional wrestling this decade. It's unbelievably compelling.
5: And the angles they can go at with this. And, I mean, I want to see these guys wrestle once a month on pay-per-view from now until to WrestleMania. Um, you know, maybe they'll form a Samoan heel stable. Yep. Maybe The Rock comes back. The possibilities are endless. You know, I think it ends up with Big E and Roman, right? It's got, it's got to end up that way, I think. Huh. But you never know, man. It's so believable. First of all, it's who Roman is. and He's not a heel. He's just a very confident yet quiet person. So he knows that he is going to work harder and probably be better than anybody else on that roster. He's not going to say it; he's just going to show up and do it, which makes it all that more fun. And then you you have the Usos who have been working so hard for so long, and they are that great. And because of them being so great together, they haven't gotten that chance on their own. Yep. And it's just—it's phenomenal work, and the storytelling is great. And yes, they got me back in with that. Everything else, you know, I hear they, you. Oh, WWE, it's... to their discredit, makes um, their content too readily available uh, to people on Twitter and YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. So if you, I do, you don't have something, to watch. It's, on, it's online 15 minutes later, yeah. whereas in AEW, they'll put up a gift maybe, but they're not going to put the whole clip up there for a few days. I think they're doing another thing. They're doing better than WWE right now. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, Friday, Friday nights, man, uh, must-see TV. You know, I have it on. Uh, in every part of the building, and uh, I follow their on, man. I have the uh, I have the closed captioning on because I want to. I don't want to miss a word,
1: dude. And everything you just said, and we didn't even mention it's also Paul Heyman. Like it's all of that that you
5: just said. And the history and... is real history, right? You know, they're, they're they're pulling these old photos of Heyman and the Samoans and it's great. It's 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 riveting, man. I just hope that WWE doesn't rush this, man. Like whatever happens, at hell in a cell. Let that continue into the next part of the rivalry. Yeah, maybe you know he calls somebody the, the World Rumble or a Survivor Series. Who knows? Just it's they're too good together right now for you to even think about the next contender.
1: Oh, it's it's you. You don't mess with this. hundred percent. You do not mess with this. You let uh, it ride maybe out.
5: You even give the kid you know a one week total reign and then Roman steals it back. And just really, I mean, he's a great baby face, isn't he? He's so likable. You see the gray in his beard, so yeah. you know he's on borrowed time. And this is his chance. Well, it's,
1: it's similar to the Kofi thing, too, right? Like, you, he's, he is so good, and you have liked them for so long, and everything that they've done, that you start saying to yourself, yeah, f- like, on top of everything else, on top of the family storyline, give the dude his moment. Like, let him have his moment here to recognize how incredible the work has been for so freaking long. Um, you know, I know we all rave about the Edge and Christian Dudley's Hardy's era, and I'm not trying to say that anything will ever match that, but it's only a couple, we're only a couple years removed from if you told me that the main event of every pay per view was going to be New Day Usos in some combination, and even throw, you know, like Seamus and Cesaro for a little while. There are a bunch of different guys that. But I would have taken that at the main event of every pay per view that they did because every time they performed together, they were delivering the absolute best match that we were going to see in a week of professional wrestling. So that that work, that's earned. That that they've earned this opportunity, Jay, to be in that spot. I'm
5: with you, man. And the thing is, uh, you know, WWE, in my opinion, is a very top heavy roster has been for a few years now. Whereas AEW, you got a lot of players from a you know from yep. the top down yeah and maybe but but they're 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 doing more with those B players right wWE for so long has mishandled their top heavy a plus guys and to see one of their a plus guys really get this moment by chance because of his brother's knee injury yep. uh it's authentic and it's organic and you gotta freaking run with it I'm with you all right what can I plug for you brother Gosh, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, it's a wrestling <laughs> podcast. I would say come to Jimmy's and enjoy Full Gear. Uh, if you have never been to Jimmy's for a wrestling event, I think you'll find it extremely exciting, um, comical. Even, uh, you know, people, for example, and you've been there yep. for the Royal Rumble countdown, you know, 10, 9, 8. Uh, you know, they boo the faces and they cheer the heels. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, we do, obviously, menu items, name that for the wrestlers. Uh, we do drink specials. Uh, we, uh, have, it's like, it's like for one night, we're the 51st date. Okay. Uh, you can just, uh, (laughs) let your hair down, be yourself. And, uh, you know, look, I'm not gonna lie. uh, A lot of times we do see when the party's over people getting picked up by their parents. Right. And that's just (laughs) why we love each other and we don't judge and we just have fun with it.
1: I appreciate that. Uh, (laughs) at Jimmy's seafood on Twitter, Jimmy's famous com. There is literally nothing that they do. I, by the way, I had this is a true story. Not only have I never had a Roman Reigns roll, I had never had your paella until the last time I was out. And yeah. dude, it was it, it blew my blew me away. I just sort of said, I'm like I'm not surprised that it was amazing, but it's just add it to the list. Add it to the list of everything amazing that you guys do. Um I'm gonna come out. I actually I didn't tell you I was gonna come out last night, but my wife had an allergic reaction. We're gonna come next Wednesday uh, before you guys wrap up doing the barbecue stuff because right on, man. I have to Y'all try be it uh always appreciate it brother love you, respect right, everything you do man thank you for taking the time for us thanks for
5: having me man. i appreciate it
1: very cool thank you john for doing that uh we'll wrap up for the week uh thanks to um not only john but also thanks to steve miggs and nyla rose from a little bit earlier on uh thanks i guess thanks to the boys not really no thanks to the boys fuck them forever yeah.
2: <laughs> hey, Scoot? not our fault You were you not willing to work later What the, the hell time. are you guys doing? You it.
3: You're the, the one who moved, in. asshole I
1: got rid of you jerks, what <laughs> the F are you doing back now? What the hell?
3: <laughs> what the hell? It what won't affect you? the times at all, guys sir, sir, It hasn't sir, up until this point sir,
1: Aaron really screwed uh, By the way
3: Hey, we survived three shows before we had to change the time
2: Three, we've been here, what, like four or five weeks I've been
3: here? No,
1: to? no, maybe, I don't know, who knows <laughs> Who could possibly know?
3: What uh, is time?
1: All right. Uh, yeah,
3: time is a flat circle. No
1: doubt. Uh, thanks to everybody. Of course, uh, follow me on Twitter at Glenn Clark. We already did their plug, so fuck them. At Glenn Clark Radio, glennclarkradio.com for me, and AJ Francis 410, of course, for AJ. Follow him. For Brandon, for Aaron, and for the main event. Vent. Vent. Vent, vent. Vent, 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 vent. AJ Francis. I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben, jobbing out. coming Fuck you guys for coming back after I got rid of you.